0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Anacrusic Podcast. You are listening to episode number 40, the final episode of season. Too. And holy moly, it took me a hot minute to get to you guys to share this episode with you like two months later than I had planned. And I'm going to explain why this happened. But in the meantime, I want to let you know about something super special that's happening like right now. So if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, Thursday, March 7th, I have a super exciting free music teacher workshop just for you. It's all about the five simple shifts that help to refocus your teaching and streamline your planning. So you can stop filling time and get more intentional with your music teaching. And the best part is there's two different workshop times that you can attend. The first is this coming Saturday, March 9th at 12 p.m. Pacific or Tuesday, March 12th, 7 p.m. Pacific. And I'm going to be there live to chat with you all about all of the things. So I hope that you follow the link in the show notes and come join me. And today I'm going to give you a little bit of a sneak peek because today's episode of the podcast is all about why and how and just stopping filling time and finding your music teacher secret sauce.
1: You're listening to the Anna Krusik podcast with Ann Molesky, the music teacher and curriculum designer behind AnnaKrusik.com. This podcast is all about making your music teacher life more purposeful, sequential, and joyful so you can take a breath and love each and every moment you spend making music with kids. So grab a cup of coffee and kick up your feet because it's time for another episode
0: Okay, everybody. So, first things first, my last podcast episode for the Anacoustic podcast was published, what, like way back in January? <laughs> and I laugh because I had this huge plan about all of the things I was going to do and how it was going to unfold beautifully. And if you notice, like episode 38 was all about the real reason you became a music teacher. And it was short and sweet and talking about all of the reasons we become music teachers and why we should really think about ourselves as teacher musicians first. And then the last. Last episode I did on January 23rd was all about how we should adopt this attitude that it's not you, it's me, and take responsibility for how we're showing up to work, how we're showing up for kids each and every week. That was an even shorter and sweeter episode. And the idea there was to build up to this one, to talk about The things that I'm really, really passionate about, and that is how we intentionally spend our time in the music classroom and how we identify as music teachers. What makes our secret sauce the secret sauce for how we bring music to kids? So what happened is probably what you're wondering. And yes, I got a few sweet notes saying, okay, are you okay? Like it's Thursday, there's no podcast. And I love that you guys rely on this as like your source of professional development as you're driving to work and just helping you to think more intentionally, more purposefully, more sequentially, more joyfully about everything that you're doing in the classroom. So here's what happened. (laughs) I am actually 13 weeks pregnant. So if you're listening to this on March 7th, I am officially 13 weeks pregnant with our second baby. And I won't go into too much detail, but let's just say that if history is any indication with my first pregnancy and with this one, you can just call me Princess Kate. Because I get pretty sick and land myself in the hospital. So, doing much better now. I'm on the upswing of all the things. I'm back. I'm here. I'm so excited to wrap up season two of the podcast. And I have some pretty exciting things in the work for season three, which is coming sooner than expected because of the unanticipated break. So, again, I apologize. I'm sorry that I missed you for that like month and a half, but we are definitely back in action. So, let's go ahead and get started talking about what makes you, you and what makes your classroom, your classroom. So true to form with this like mini series that I'm doing, this is going to be pretty short and sweet. And the two big takeaways, the two big messages, the two big things that I want to leave you with are in the title of this episode that we should stop filling time and we should find our secret sauce. And finding our secret sauce is kind of a gimmicky way to say find what makes you tick, find what makes you happy, find what makes you feel musical, and do that thing in your classroom so that you can best bring music to kids. Now, these two messages, if you are not new to the podcast, are not new to you because these are the things that I think brings you the most intention and the most joy in what you're doing each and every single day. So we're going to keep it short. We're going to keep it sweet. I keep saying that over and over again, but I promise you I'm not going to take a ton of your time because I think that these are really, really simple principles that we should be living each and every day and even though they're simple doesn't mean they're easy because particularly if we found ourselves in a pattern in our classroom in our lives wherever you might be in a pattern that's comfortable for us and just like I've talked about getting comfortable with being uncomfortable breaking out of our routine, breaking out of kind of the last minute planning or doing things the way that everybody else is doing them is where we kind of sit because it doesn't stir the pot. It doesn't make us have to stretch ourselves. It doesn't make ourselves have to really think beyond the next five minutes. And I think that's doing a huge disservice to us as teachers and to our students and to our colleagues and to our community as a whole, because just like we talked Talked about before, the reason we became music teachers is because we are creative beings who love to make something beautiful and to share that with the world. And becoming a music teacher was the way that we could do that the most effectively, to have the most impact, to share the most of what we love and what brings life to us to others. So today I challenge you, and I'm not trying to say that anybody's doing anything wrong or anybody's not being the best person that they can be intentionally. I just know from my own experience that it's easy to fall into these traps. And each and every day, I strive to push myself. I strive to find new ways to innovate my classroom and innovate my teaching, not just for my students, but for me. Because if I'm not growing and I don't have a goal or I don't have something that I'm constantly working toward or using my mind for, I lose my spirit and I lose the reason that I became a music teacher in the first place. So let's start with number one. Why, how, where, what? What does it mean to stop filling time? So let me just start by saying we all have those moments. That one class that throws us off of our game or makes us want to slam dunk that quote-unquote perfect lesson plan into the recycling bin. Or maybe the third grade class came back from the field trip early and gosh darn it, they are going to have specials even though number one, no one's prepared for that because they were supposed to be on a field trip and there's probably only like 10 minutes left in the specials time slot anyway, but they're still gonna have specials, right? So let me say that Situations like that are the exceptions, not the rule, and although I don't want to be too annoying about this whole purposeful, intentional thing, I do have a theory about those moments. Like, why not use that extra time for a bonus creative experience? Like, just take a U-turn from your lesson plan and play a few rounds of the game that your students absolutely love that, P.S., preps a new rhythm coming up in your sequence while keeping them engaged and excited about what they're learning. But I digress. We all have these moments. We all have those days. And I'm going to be real with you. When I first got pregnant with my daughter and couldn't do anything unless I had, one, a Jolly Rancher to suck on and two, a trash can (laughs) nearby, You better believe I had days where we did something just for the joy of music making. And that's not to be overlooked, but where the money is, is having a stack of things in your back pocket that contributes to what your instructional sequence is, because you've taken the care to make sure that anything and everything that happens in your classroom is joyful and a joyful music making experience, but it also serves a purpose. I've said it once, I've said it a million, trillion times, I'll probably shout it from the rooftops until the day I die. But we may be the only music teachers our students ever have. And if I only see them for like max an hour a week, you better believe that I'm going to make sure each and every experience I cultivate for them helps them to feel musical and creative and that they have a voice. But you also better believe that each and every song, game, improvisation, exploration experience, and everything in between has something that I can draw upon later. And you better believe that the repertoire will be rich with the good stuff that I can draw out two weeks from now, two months from now, and even two years from now. Granted, this type of intention takes practice, it takes patience, it takes diligence. March rolls around every year and I take a nostalgic look back at my plans from the fall and think, yeah, those were the days. And the secret to keeping the motivation from August all the way to the dog days of summer is finding your secret sauce. So here comes the broken record, and go ahead and listen to episode 38 again if you haven't, but think about this. Why are you a music teacher? But before I even go there and like, why do I keep harping on this? Why is this so important to me? So let me go ahead and do a little storytelling, get a little woo-woo on you for a hot minute. So just stick with me. I remember back a million or 15-ish years ago, waking up dreading my day. I would drag my feet, take my time getting ready in the morning, and roll into orchestra rehearsal about 10 minutes before the downbeat. Warm up, you ask? I always said I wanted to be able to, quote unquote, play cold in case I ever found myself in a situation that I needed to be able to, because I was practicing for it every single stinking day of my graduate school performance degree. And I don't say this to brag on how irresponsible I was or how I could just roll up into rehearsal and play, because I have friends who legit felt the same way. But those friends also spent about 10 times the amount of time I did in the practice room because they wanted it. They wanted it way more than I did. Sure, I would take auditions, I would play the parts, but I was never ready. I was never obsessed with all the latest lingo or the equipment or who won this job or who did this competition, and as a mentor later mentioned to me, in a casual, totally not snarky way, I promise, that not being interested in all things trumpet jock ended up being very telling when it came to my impending career shift. And yes, yes, it all applies, like performance to music ed, like all of it is music and music is universal and blah, blah, blah. But there is no doubt that teaching early childhood and elementary music lights me up in a way that listening to the fourth recording of a Bruckner symphony for the night ever could. I feel like I turned into a different person when I discovered this, like I was finally settling into who I was meant to be because I had found my calling, I had found my home. This was only intensified by how hardcore I geeked and continue to geek out about all things music pedagogy. I mean, you've listened to the podcast, you know how much of a proud nerd I am. I love to think of new arrangements, new activities, new ways of approaching music making that make me feel alive, and then finding new ways to put that into a lesson for my fourth graders. Listening to Gene Ritchie play Insane on the Dulcimer gives me way more goosebumps than some really sweet high notes that pierce through the orchestra. You know, like, unless it's smaller five. But let's be real, Gene's still wins if she's strumming away in dorian (laughs) but the point is elementary music is my secret sauce it allows me to be a performer to be a creator and to have control which is a big deal for me over how music takes shape in my own little corner of the universe my classroom And best of all, it allows me to bring music to thousands of children over the years, children who maybe never would have had a musical experience for themselves, experiences that help them discover their own musical secret sauce. Now I'm not saying that these children wouldn't have experienced music otherwise, because it is embedded in our culture in all kinds of ways. But the way that I know I'm building experiences for kids is something that they may not have encountered otherwise. And my passion for finding how I can be most musical so I can help my students become most musical is an essential ingredient to my secret sauce. I say all of this to help you think about a couple of things. Number one, why did you become a music teacher? And two, do you still resonate with that each and every day? If the answer to number two is no, then we really need to do something about it. Because you are doing yourself and your children a disservice and likely filling time unless you have that big overarching why with you each and every day. I know it's loaded. This is a heavy episode, I know. But this is important stuff. Not only is it vital to music education as a field and a community, but it's essential to your own sanity and joy. If you feel like me when I was heading off to orchestra rehearsal back in the day, it's time to make a shift. It's time to transform your music teacher life. So if you're listening to this episode in real time and it comes out on March 7th, 2019, I want to invite you to a special music teacher workshop I'm hosting on March 9th and March 12th. I decided to share this with all of you because I've noticed so many of my friends and colleagues just tired. So whether you feel like you've had a particularly tough just season of life or you haven't had your head above water since you can remember, this is your year. Like this is your time even though it's already March. Teaching is time-bound, situational and always changing, but one thing holds true. Good teaching is good teaching. All you need are a couple of simple mindset shifts to get your head in the game and focused for what you have to do. We have the best job in the world. It's time to leave the overwhelm at the door and get back to loving what you do each and every day. In this workshop, I'm going to share five simple—not easy, but simple—shifts to refocus your teaching and streamline your planning. So, in this workshop, I'm going to share number one, the perfect mindset to jumpstart student participation and get your kids so excited for music class that they are literally jumping up and down outside of your door. Number two, how to avoid the biggest trap that music teachers fall into when we're desperate to get through the day and check content objectives off the never-ending list. Number Number three, how to chunk planning so that you aren't scrambling to throw together this song and that game that kind of go along with this concept. Number four, the self care you need, because we all love the word self care, (laughs) but the self care you need to feed your soul as a music teacher, to ground you in your practice and remind you to take a breath and do what you love and love what you do. Number five, the key to planning that helps you clarify your process to streamline and simplify your planning so that you know what to teach and when. So I really hope that you'll join me for this special live workshop. Head to anacrusic.com slash five, the number five, simple shifts, or click the link in the show notes to register and snag your free workbook. I can't wait to see you there.
1: Thanks for listening to the Anacrusic podcast. For more details and information from this episode, check out the show notes on anacrusic.com. While you're there, join the Top Insiders community on Facebook, where you can collaborate with Anne and other music educators. Also, if you found this episode entertaining or informative, don't forget to share with your music besties and leave a review on iTunes. The Anna Kersic Podcast is a proud member of the Music Teacher Development Podcast Network. The Muted Network provides support in the form of audio-on-demand programming designed by and for music educators. You can find more information about our network at mutedpodcasts.com.